another episode of the Everyday Joy podcast. I'm your host, Ash Owen, and I am so ready to dive into today's words to live by. Now, if you didn't know, we have an incredible Facebook community group where we share our highlights from each episode, we pray for each other, we chat, and we had an amazing member named Susan comment this the other day. She said, thank you for episode 215. I haven't been listening to the podcast for the last two days, and today I made the time to listen where I had dropped off. What an amazing episode to come back to. Thank you, Ash and Joe. Now, that's from a couple of weeks ago, but we have been so encouraged by your message, Susan. If you're not a part of the community group, why don't you click the link in the description, join up, and that way you can find out all the behind the scenes and be a part of all the fun. Let's jump into today's episode. Learn to use your life for doing good and helping anyone who has a need. Then you will not have an empty life. That's in Titus 3.14. Now, Ro, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. (laughs) I'm so glad. I have been having so much fun chatting with you. We are always having a good laugh. You're always making me laugh. We're always here doing some sort of strange accent or singing. (laughs) Ro is very well known for if you hear like an operatic voice kind of coming down the hallway, that is Ro. So, Ro, we always know you're nearby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't help it. No, it's okay. In my blood. I'm the same. I feel like we're, I often have joked, and it's actually funny, there's a few people on this podcast that I've joked we're very similar in certain ways, and that's one of the ways. We just, (laughs) we just, we used to share a desk and we'd kind of sing to each other back and forth (laughs) across the desk. (laughs) So sorry to anyone else in the office. Sorry, not sorry. Bless you all. Be blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, today's uh, scripture comes from Titus. Now it says, learn to use your life for doing good and helping anyone who has a need. Then you will not have an empty life. Ro, what comes to mind when you first hear this verse? Well, I don't know. I think sitting near you and I when we're working is (laughs) is pretty, you know, amazing for other people. I'm sure they were blessed by that. But I think... um, the core of this scripture really is about serving. Mm. Um, and, you know, God has called us as Christians to serve others. And it's just such a core part of mm. what we do as Christians and, and who we who we should strive to be as Christians. Not that we try to strive, but we just want to lean into everything that God has for us. And the way we can do that is by serving people around us, our family, our workmates, yeah. um, our church, mm. um, in in all of those areas. Yeah, it's so true. And I think, I think for me, the thing that jumps out the most is the second part of the verse where it says, once you do this thing, once you live this life of servanthood, then you will not have an empty life. Yeah. And it's so countercultural. I think there's a lot of this um, focus at the moment on self, on self. I don't know whether it's improvement or self-care. And I'm not saying they're bad things. We need to look after ourselves. We need to care for for ourselves. However, I think it's maybe tilted the scale a little bit where we're so focused inwardly that we actually don't have the capacity to look out and see other people and see their need before our own. And I'm not saying that as like a blanket statement. There are people who are incredible servants and serve 
people so well. But I more mean as a general, like we live in this world where serving other people isn't what is looked at as successful. Yeah. It's success is when you get yourself somewhere. It's not actually going, well, I'm actually going to sacrifice myself, my time, my talents, my ability, you know, any of these things. But I know in my life, I have seen the best fruits of my life and the the times where I'm feeling the most joyful is when I'm serving other people. Yeah. And I think, and again, maybe in church circles, serving might look like rocking up to church and helping to serve on a team. And that's amazing. And that's so great. But servanthood in the context of the Bible isn't necessarily just serving in church. Servanthood looks like having a heart that cares for other people, that yeah. reflects the love of Jesus in the way we build relationships, in the way we work, in the way we you know, care for other people. Yeah, it's so true. Um, and I think... Some people are born with a gift mm. to serve. You know, they talk about um, the different love languages mm. and acts of service being one of those love languages. Mm. And whilst in my own life, I don't feel like that's my love language, I do actually love to serve people. Mm. And it perhaps it comes from a little bit of a yes person mentality. If mm. someone asks me something, typically my answer would be yes. Yeah. Um, and I know that a lot of the time... People can look at yes people as, or being a yes person as a negative. Mm. And I used to think the same. I used to think that I was always saying yes because I felt obliged or I felt like I had to and I didn't have the guts to say no or put in some boundaries. And those are important for sure. But I also felt like I want to serve people and I want to say yes. Mm. So I do have, I guess, discernment when I Mm. am saying yes to people. And so I can, I can distinguish between genuine serving Mm. and helping others versus being used and, um, not in a good way. Yeah, for sure. And I think as well, you know, servant being servant hearted is actually it's so funny because we think that it's helping other people which it is and it so is but often god uses it as a bit of like a you know reverse card (laughs) (laughs) so god's kind of like is you serve we're going to you know reverse and it's actually going to change the way you think the way you care you know i've had many times in my life where you know you're in a yucky season You've had, you've had things not going well, but there's something about taking an hour of your day to go and cook someone a meal. You know, one of my cousins recently had um, a baby and it's so exciting, but it's busy. Like being a mum is a lot, of, a lot of work. She's got two little gorgeous kids. I love them so much. <laughs> but I was in a crazy week. I had a lot of work. We had church things happening, all of these things. And and in my mind, and I'm not saying burn yourself out and overdo it, but in my mind, I was like, I need to just like go to the movies and watch something or do something like that. And then I had this moment where I was like, no, I actually, I actually want to do something that's going to serve them. So I went and I made them dinner and, and all oh. these things. But it's so funny because in sometimes in the moment, you're like, that's a lot of work. But it actually takes the yes and then seeing the way it helps people it's showing them the love of Jesus ultimately, mm. choosing, I guess, my selfishness over selflessness. Yeah. And once again, not to say you can't take care of yourself. That's not that's not what we're saying. Yeah. But how do we actually serve other people? And 
It actually reminds me when we were reading this verse, it reminds me of the story where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And if you've never heard this story, it's in the book of John. And it's just this incredible depiction of what God asks us to do for his people. And not and and it's this beautiful imagery of Jesus, the King of Kings, our Savior, our Messiah, the disciples Messiah comes and says, I'm gonna wash your feet. And if you don't understand the context of that in the Bible, you know, because they often wore sandals in that time and they wouldn't have had lots of closed toe shoes and socks, there was this custom where when you went into a house, you would wash your feet. And it's also done in a lot of other countries as well. Um, And basically that job was often left to servants and to people of, I guess, a lower status. And so in this story in John 13 where Jesus takes off the disciples' shoes basically and washes their feet, they're left astounded because they kind of go like, God, you can't wash my feet. Like, like you're not allowed to do that. You're too, too holy, too good. But what Jesus was showing us is we're called, no matter where we are at, to serve others. And, you know, this depiction of washing feet is just a depiction of serving people. And it's a depiction of going, I'm actually going to humble myself before you. And I'm going to show you the love of Jesus in this circumstance. And in this story, in verse 12, it says this beautiful thing. And it says, when Jesus had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. He said, do you not understand what I have done for you? He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. But now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. I set an example for you. So you should do as I have done for you. Truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Mm. And isn't that just the most beautiful depiction of love? Yeah. You know, I think that as you're listening today, just like have a moment to think, how can I love and serve people? How can I love and serve someone in this season? Doesn't mean you have to carve out five hours of your day. Sometimes it literally looks like calling someone that you know is going through a rough season, saying, hey, what can I actually do to help you out? And, you know, I guess one last thought before we before we finish up is I had the privilege of getting to chat to um, Darlene Check, which if you've been in the Christian world for a while... You'll know Darlene. She was like an OG worship singer. Um, And she's beautiful and one of the kindest humans I've ever met. And she described worship to me in the most beautiful way. She said, worship is washing people's feet so that all they can see is the love of Jesus. And I think that just encapsulates what this verse is about. You know, we need to learn. And I love the use of the word learn. Doesn't mean it's going to come easy. Doesn't mean we're going to have, we're going to wake up and go, wow, choosing to help people today is easy. It says, learn to use your life for doing good, helping anyone who has need. Then you will not have an empty life. Well, how can we learn to serve people? How can we learn to put our own needs aside sometimes just for a moment 
to see what other people so desperately need. And what they desperately need is to see the love of Jesus in a practical way. So I would encourage you as our application today, how can you serve someone this week, this month, over this Christmas season? How can you wake up and learn to use your life for doing good? It doesn't have to be five hours like we said. It could be a text, it could be a call, it could be making a meal and dropping it over somewhere. Whatever it is, I would encourage you, take a minute after this episode finishes. Ask God, ask God for a name, ask God for something that you can do. And why don't you action it this week? Don't leave it last minute, don't leave it and then forget it. Let's let's wash people's feet in this season. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Everyday Joy podcast. I have been having an absolute blast chatting to Ro. I'm so encouraged by the practical advice that she brings. And I don't know about you, but I am very stirred to try and serve people this Christmas season. Well, until tomorrow, praying you have an amazing rest of your day.